Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen, an international menopause expert, author, and speaker. I help women go from feeling uncertain, uncomfortable, and struggling to experiencing a new sense of confidence, freedom, and vitality. My own story mirrors that of thousands of women that I have connected with through writing my book, speaking engagements, and coaching. Like you, I felt unprepared, unsupported, and at times dismissed by family, employers, and even doctors. That's why I created this podcast as a place of advocacy, offering facts, resources, and a community where you can become more empowered to take control of your menopause journey. Join us each week as we dive into honest, open, raw conversations on the topics that matter deeply to menopausal midlife women. From our changing bodies to our relationships, to dealing with menopause and aging at work and in society. My mission is to help you to tap into our collective wisdom so you can emerge more powerful, wiser, not just older, thriving and ready to embrace wholeheartedly the next chapter in your life. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen. And today we're going to be talking about helping women have find solutions that are also appealing to them. I think we're increasingly noticing out in social media how much women are expressing their disappointment, in fact, sometimes their fury against brands who just perpetuate an image that women going through perimenopause and beyond are somehow a bit like their mother's journey, old-fashioned, dowdy, frumpy our garments and and other things and say, well, that's not me, that you're not presenting me. And so I was so delighted when today's guest connected with me to share how she is really bringing innovation, design and something that's fashionable and pleasant to an area that sometimes isn't and that's into the incontinence area, which is difficult enough as it is and very unfortunately very common. And so I'm so delighted to welcome to the show Ruby Havel. I mean, you're first and foremost a designer, aren't you? Tell people a little bit about your background and and the work that you've started doing. Yeah, so my background has been in both product design, digital design, brand and user research. So I've always kind of taken that data-driven, user-driven approach to design. And that has been no different in developing Hazel. Um, and before Hazel, I spent my career working at brands that were focused on women in specific life stages. So like pregnancy and postpartum, engagement and wedding planning, and all the way through to newlywed life. And it really, you know, Hazel happened to be that next stage of life where we focused on the needs that come in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. But as a designer, it really informed the development of Hazel. And especially because I'm not a woman in my 50s, 60s, or 70s, it definitely was important that women in that stage of life were included in every Yes, step and you talk life. a lot about consumer-centric design, but maybe winding that back, what was your initial inspiration for getting into this field of incontinence? 
Yeah, it, it really started with conversation. So when I, when I say user centric design, it, it really was informed by conversation. So, you know, when we, my co-founder and I kind of discovered this white space where we knew that there were so many different brands that, you know, served this woman at this stage of life, but they didn't resonate. They were stuck in this stereotype of what a woman in her fifties means. And it, you know, if you see commercials or you see advertisements, it was always this cliche of, you know, a woman power walking down the street and in her windbreaker suit. And it's just, it's not aspirational at all. And instead of really highlighting the women that I know in their fifties, sixties and seventies and the women that I know are pursuing their second careers, they're traveling the world, they're pursuing the passions that they didn't necessarily have an opportunity to earlier in their career. And so, I started talking to those women and just getting to know their experiences better and getting to know their pain points, what brands they loved, what brands they hated, what products they loved, what (laughs) products they hated. And that's really where the idea and the inspiration for the Hazel product started was, you know, learning that first of all, from a brand perspective, she wasn't looking for something medical. She wanted something that was fashionable and inspirational and aspirational and when it came to the product, we that was really inspired by getting to know those pain points. And one of the pain points that consistently came up in conversation was how low the bar is and how bad the brands are in the incontinence space, which is not surprising. We we know that the incontinence space is often referred to as the actual product is called as an adult diaper. It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. And you know, the women I'm talking to are super stylish. Like these are very relevant women that are doing incredible things. And like, I, I just was so mortified to know that, you know, she's going to the store to find a product that, that serves her need. And she's literally, she has two brands to choose from and they're both adult diapers they're chunky horrible they are and i mean i remember you holding up and showing me what they look like and if we were on video now we'd probably you probably be holding on what to me but they they are really ugly aren't they and and if you're saying these women i mean these are women like me like your mother we wear fashionable clothes Mm -hmm. i don't think and all of us like to wear nice jeans nice pants fashionable dresses and and what do these adult diapers look like when you wear those clothes? It's not great. And that's what we, we really heard two stories where, you know, women that needed this product were either just staying as far away from that aisle as possible and not wearing it. But then they had to change their lifestyle. They couldn't necessarily do all of the things that they wanted to do because they had to worry about leakage. And then there was a group of women that were wearing the product, but they had to change the way they dressed. They had to wear longer tops to cover the bulkiness or, you know, one of the stories I would hear is just, I'm sitting, you know, an executive at a company, I'm sitting in a meeting, in a board meeting, and I'm having to readjust constantly. Like, it's just not a great experience. And so that's where, you know, even hearing about women that are working out that they want to go on runs and they they're embarrassed because they can't wear their yeah. normal leggings. Yeah, and I've heard that too. I mean, I had a, a client who actually used to go to play badminton and she would pack a whole great bag full of another change of clothes because of leakage. And her husband going, 
what are you doing? And she didn't want to really tell him. And she said, no, no, we're just going out afterwards. But the fact is that she would have to get changed, you know, in the, in the break because of leakage. And because there was, I mean, a badminton's pretty short skirts or shorts even in today's world. And so, you know, that was a, point, a pain point for her, a genuine one. Yeah. So we really used that as our guiding light was, we had to develop a product that could go under her leggings and no one knew what she was And it looks nice too, yeah? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. number one, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and I think <laughs> you, you've obviously been developing that now. Where, what have you been doing within Hazel to get this going? Yeah, so like I had talked about the brand, we spent a lot of time focusing on this brand because, you know, there was obviously an opportunity for a better product, but you can't just give them a a product without, you know, really telling a story and offering her something that's completely different. And a lot of the brands in this space tend to be very medical and they, they have such a kind of taboo associated with them. There's a lot of shame with the category. So we really saw this as a greater opportunity to change the conversation around not only the category and the need, but what it means to be a woman in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, and really kind of scaling that out. And so we we have kind of branded Hazel as femme care for the ever-evolving woman, knowing that this is something she typically experiences when she's in her 50s, 60s, and 70s, post-menopause and through menopause but also is something she experience, she may experience after childbirth. So we really wanted to emphasize that idea of the ever-evolving woman because we're constantly evolving. Exactly, and I like that you said it could be after childbirth because I think that doesn't Aubrey put it then into an old woman's category, but it's, every, it's any and every woman that can experience leakage off, after a life event. Yeah, yeah. And, and we did, we call it femme care because, you know, we, we believe that, you know, women have needs that they experience at every stage in their life, whether it's periods and sex, infertility, postpartum, kind of the whole gamut throughout their life, as well as all of the needs that come with menopause. And we want to really break that taboo and shine more light into the needs she's experiencing as she's going through menopause and post-menopause. So labeling instead of incontinence, we wanted to kind of brand it under that full category of femme care because that's what it is. It's, it's cared throughout. Yeah, and I, I really, really love that. I mean, that's so much more uplifting and, and you might want to actually buy into that category. I mean, it's pretty tough, as you said, to go to the store and you're a stylish, well-turned-out woman and you're buying diapers. I mean, you just don't want to, do you? No, it's not very appealing. And <laughs> so you're bringing, desi- you're bringing real design, but design with functionality, if I'm right. Yeah, this is like kind of, you know, functional fashion, not too not too far away from your Lululemon leggings. Which is, which is amazing, Ash, and that's a, that's a good point. I mean, we've been very good in other ways in creating fantastic functional fashion, haven't we, as, as, as countries? I mean, if you look at what brands do, you know, things that used to be the most boring raincoat on the planet looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it is kind of a bit jaw-dropping that until now we really haven't in, in much developed anything for incontinence. Yeah, 
Yeah. So we will be um, launching with the high and dry brief. It's a high waisted brief that's really flattering. Um, and like I said, most importantly, you can see it under, you cannot <laughs> see it under those leggings. <laughs> and it has a seamless fit, uh, you know, with it being high waisted, it has a, a bit of a control top, which is one of the top requested features when we did interviews and got feedback and just looks really flattering. The first color we're coming out with is, is black. So it, it's a bit sexy and, and really looks beautiful. Um, technically we, we developed it with a material scientist and fashion designer. So the competitors often design on mannequins. We actually brought in women and designed on their bodies. What a thought. Um, and, we wanted to make sure it hit, you know, on the thigh just right so that it really was flattering, doesn't cut in. And, you know, most, of, uh, most importantly for her to feel secure. So making sure that the fit is just right and, um, the absorption technology is there. So it can absorb up to a bladder full of liquid. So it's, it's quite absorbent. That is, very, that is actually very absorbent. I mean, is it? common that they would need that much absorbency? Not necessarily, but we did want to have kind of over-engineer it to a point so that if worst case that happens and she has a full void, then we're, we're there for her. We catch it and she's okay. And we wanted to kind of, you know, plan for both the lighter leakage scenario as exactly. well. Exactly. I think lighter leakage, if I'm right, is the one that's most common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the when you sneeze, cough, or giggling with friends. Yeah, that that's, kind of thing. and that's terribly embarrassing. I know for women, isn't it? I mean, they must you must feel your confidence on the floor. I mean, I'm personally 61, but it's it's actually never happened to me, which I think has just, you know, I'm lucky more than anything else. But but you know, it is so common. I think it, if I'm right, is it one in four women? It's it's one in one in two women over fifty and one in three women overall. That's huge, and that's a huge market. Mm-hmm. I mean, my question is, why has it been ignored for so long? Yeah, a lot of the lack of innovation is tied to that these big brands own the category, and their supply chains, and manufacturing processes are tied to baby diapers. That's the reason why they look like baby diapers. So they're really using all of the kind of tools they already have in place. And it's so expensive to, to break those supply chains and manufacturing processes. And that's, that's what we faced in going into this category, actually getting that feedback of what needs to be better going to those manufacturers and being turned away because it's just too expensive for them. Because they're making it. things on mass mass production lines. Yeah. So yours is your your product isn't going to be at that scale, if I'm right. Or not to start. Not to start. There's there's opportunity when we get the product just right, but we wanted to intentionally build a really flexible supply chain and uh, manufacturing process. So that when we get feedback, because, you know, we've spent so much time developing this product, but just like with anything, we we know once it's out there, we'll get feedback and we want to make it better. So we intentionally built a flexible manufacturing process and supply chain. That's wonderful. I mean, you have, as you said, you've been developing it on women rather than on a mannequin. How have the women that have been part of that trial reacted to this product? 
Yeah, I think, well, I'll say one of my favorite quotes is these are not your granny's panties. <laughs> so these are not your adult diapers for sure. They look just like a high-waisted brief. And that's what she, you know, is kind of surprised to see. They're still disposable, um, which is for hygiene purposes. And that was her preference in, in early research. But, but what we've heard along the way is, you know, she, we've had lots of women wear them when they're working out, when they're, you know, just like going about their daily activities, whether it's to the gym or to the grocery store to work. And she forgets she's wearing them. That's one of my other favorite quotes. <laughs> Um, and you know, she, she's not embarrassed for her partner to see them. I think that's a really important thing that we heard, um, about the product, the other products. And so, um, you know, even, even me, when I try them on, I make sure my husband sees them <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> that's kind of the first, you know, the first checks. But when, when we heard that from, obviously when we heard that from consumers, that was uh, so, so good. And just making sure that she can wear them and go about her daily activities that that was such a just amazing thing to hear that she she forgot she was wearing them and then loved I think that's it. the best because that's not what other pants are like and uh, and I presume that that's what people are doing they're pulling them on for particular occasions or something but choosing not to wear them all the time uh, and instead here you have something that you can use on a daily basis, you can throw it away and take a fresh pair next day if I've got that right. Yeah, yeah. And it, it'll vary depending on the woman and her needs. She might just want to wear them to be safe in a workout or she might need them, you know, throughout the day. She might even change into a second pair throughout the day. Um, so it'll just vary depending course, on her needs. But then always you're going to look great. That's, that, is, that is so, so good. I mean, are there any other products around the world that are similar to this? There aren't, they're really, it's, it's really these two main companies that control the market specifically in the U S and it's, there really hasn't been a lot of innovation. So there, there are reusable options and that is something that serves women that have much lighter leakage. Um, a reusable product typically holds about eight teaspoons of liquid versus a bladder full is a cup and a half. So quite, quite a bit of difference. Um, and so for, for kind of more moderate to heavier absorbency, that's where our product is. is that is, that is fantastic. Just so fantastic. Um, my question here is when will this product come to market? Yes, we are in the final stages of making a few more tweaks, getting a bit more feedback. Um, and we expect to launch in the next next month. Oh, or so. wow! And that will be a U.S. launch first. Yes, U.S. Yep. launch, first. and then global domination, Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the goal. <laughs> so get high and dry base into everyone yeah, who can. Absolutely, <laughs> and I mean, in terms of price point, Aubrey, you know, where will it sit relative to the current products on the market? Yeah, it's about a 20% increase. The product, um, we will sell it in a box of 15 briefs and the 15 briefs will be $30. So about $2 a piece. And then the more you buy, the more you save. So we'll have different, you know, price points for. But that's the more really you good. Buy. I mean, that's, that's encouraging women then, obviously, not to buy just a few, but to buy something in a pack size that's interesting. Of course, it's not, doesn't be, look like a big diaper pack, does it, when you buy it? <laughs> no, no, it's the packaging is 
very minimal. It's beautiful. Um, we, you know, took a lot of inspiration from even the name Hazel. So you'll see that that those kind of colors, those hazel eye colors throughout the brand. I know, and I've seen the logo, and I'd say to anybody, we'll give you the link to the website, but it's a beautiful, sort of very subtle, um, sophisticated look to it as opposed to, well, I don't know. <laughs> I've never shopped for adult diapers, but I shouldn't think <laughs> it looks very nice. No, no, I would say ours. Yeah, we, we took a lot of inspiration. There's a bit of nostalgia in there. But like I said, a lot of inspiration from beauty supplies and beauty packaging. And so uh, when it came to the brand identity, we wanted something that really resonated with her. And I, you know, I have a customer advisory board of 25 women that I'm texting and emailing and calling every day. And they were really in a part of that process to, to, develop the identity, the colors, um, the packaging. So even when it came to, you know, should the box be horizontal or vertical? Should it be this pattern or that pattern? All of that was um, decided by the women that have been a part of the and process. And I love that way. you have the sort of community of makers, if we like, to bring a product. And I think that's, that is really becoming quite common now in startups, isn't it, to, to work this way? Yeah, it's, it's so important. And I think, like I mentioned before, being a woman in my 30s, it was so important that I wasn't making decisions that were based on my own biases. And I wanted to make sure that this is... I'm not building this for myself. I'm building this for other women. And so it was so important that these women were included in every decision that we made, whether it was brand, packaging, or product. And so... We wanted to have that group of women that were really making those decisions with me. And I just love that way of working because it's so right. And as you said, you're not the target market, but and and it's hard for you to know what works. Um, You know, technically you do, of course, design wise, but making sure that it really is right for the consumer is, I think, a very special part of the process. Yeah, I think it was it was really special because. You know, she, you know, she has not been included in the brands that exist today. If, if, if I were to guess, that would be my, my guess. Um, and so I think that was even more special to be able to include her. And, you know, even if it was, you know, do you like this color? Do you not like this color? You know, do you like the name? What comes to mind? And, you know, would you tell a friend about this brand? And, all of those, all of those questions were yeah. so. Important. And do you expect this to be sold through mainstream stores, or is this going to be an order online type of approach? Yeah. So at launch, we will be online only. We'll be subscription only as well, knowing it's something that's need based. Uses every day, typically, um, and so we'll be launching on HelloHazel.com, and we do have goals to be in store. Uh, within 12 to 18 months. I think that's wonderful. And I'm sure that, you know, people in stores who sell quality products will be going, yes, please. You know, it kind of fits, doesn't it, in the whole wave of where femtech is going. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we know there's an opportunity in launching online. You build that relationship with your consumer and you get that direct feedback. But we also know this is where, you know, in store is where she's buying the product today. And we don't want to ignore that. We want to meet her where she is. So 
that's why we'll yeah, go. And I think house. this is, you know, I'm watching femtech evolve in the US and hoping that it comes here. It's very exciting times, isn't it? In in the in the whole area or category, if we like, of femtech. Yeah, it's very exciting. I have I have a lot of founder friends that are 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 doing you know, innovating and building brands and products in the fem care space and fem tech space. And it's, it's pretty incredible. It's a very, very exciting time. It to is an exciting time <laughs> to be an entrepreneur working with, with women. I can really see, I'm seeing, you know, for, for my listeners out there, you know, we're seeing amazing skincare. Um, we're seeing hair care. We're seeing all clothing and, and also we're seeing lots of, of food related products. It's really like exploding. I saw some figures and I was like staggered at the, the value of the Femco market. It was like billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we're, we're the biggest funders and we are primarily the one making the decisions for the household. And it, it, it finally makes sense that, you know, brands are being developed by women with products that they actually Yeah, want. that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, yes. And I was reading as you're right. We are, um, I think it was saying that 60% of, uh, the wealth is now held by, by women in the US and sort of, and that, yeah, you're right, making 80 plus percent of the decisions about the home and about health and well-being for themselves and others. So it's, so it's amazing, isn't it? Really what you're doing is so great. We sort of break through and so great, but it's amazing that it's taken so long at the same mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely quite incredible that it's taken this long, but excited to be a part of the so, change. And I, and I think what I'm most excited about, Aubrey, is that this is a lot more younger women, not just women who like me have like gone through it and gone, oh, but also that we're seeing more and more women who come from, you know, like you do a very fresh young design perspective coming in and bringing that into a much needed space. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's I'm so inspired by the women in my life in in this later stage of life. And for me, intergenerational connection is so important. And I have so much to learn. And some of the coolest women I know are at this stage of life. And so it, even though a lot of the brands and products that I've developed have been for myself and for kind of the, the stage of life that I'm in or will be in, it's, it's really an incredible opportunity to be able to create a product for this later stage in life. And, you know, selfishly, I'm going to be in my 50s, 60s and 70s someday. So I don't want to wear the existing products. So there's also that, you know, that kind of selfish angle where it's, it has that trickle down effect. And I think, you know, from a product perspective, that's one side. But like I mentioned, this is, this is an opportunity to change that conversation and to, to really break the kind of stereotype and taboo associated with I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, women themselves are fueling this conversation. Uh, you know, I sometimes see storms on Twitter as women, you know, <laughs> unleashed by often some very insensitive um, comment is made by somebody and stereotypical. And women aren't holding back now. We're, they're really in this age group speaking out partly, I suppose, because there are so many more powerful, well-educated, successful women, and we're certainly not going to be placed in a box that doesn't align with who we are and our values. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes for, for every age. True. I think women, women. women are finding their voice and we're all very happy about that. <laughs> Most definitely. And what would be next for Hazel when you crack this market? You know, what are your thoughts of where you would, you would want to take femcare? Yeah. So, you know, within this, within this category, within this, you know, kind of hero product that we have, there are lots of opportunities to expand, whether it's colors or styles. And so there's definitely more to do within just this high and dry brief. But we recognize that there are other needs that she's experiencing at this stage of life and other needs throughout her life that just aren't being served in a way um, that resonate or with that haven't been innovated in. So just like this product, it will be our next category expansion will be driven by our consumer. So that's why it's so important that, you know, we, we launch and we get feedback because any conversation that I've had, even in the early days, this was not the only product idea that came up as something that could be better. So there's lots of opportunity, whether it's in the vaginal health space, all the way through, you know, the needs she's experiencing during menopause or even joint health, you know, all the way through. And there's a lot of kind of personal care needs that, that she, that she'd like to be met in a way that. that I think that, that just opens up, I think, exciting times. But Obi, where can your consumers, can they go to the website and, and sign up and get ready to get the product? Yeah. So we, we did launch our, our pre-launch page, which is prelaunch.hellohazel.com. And so you can, you can go on there and sign up to receive a free trial when we launch a free trial kit. And that'll include two briefs and a couple of wipes. And then uh, once we launch, it'll be hellohazel.com. That is wonderful. And you're obviously really keen to get women's feedback on the trial products. Definitely. So anyone who, who buys it, um, who tries the product, we would love feedback, how it could be better, um, anything you would change, the next colors you'd like to see, all of that would be that so helpful. That is wonderful. So we're going to put into the show notes the links to the Hello Hazel site. And I'd encourage any of you out there or listeners, if you have girlfriends, sisters, mothers, whoever, who would love to have something really different from the incontinent space than the appalling diapers that are out there, then get onto this website and and get your free trials and and really be part of changing the face and, and supporting Aubrey and the team working at Hazel doing something fantastic. Aubrey, I'd really love to thank you for coming on here and sharing so much passion. And and it warms my heart that a younger woman is involved because the future of all of this space is when intergenerationally we work together. Thank you so much, Clarissa. This was wonderful. And I appreciate everything that you are doing as well. And I'm so honored to be a part of it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have loved or liked this episode, then I would be deeply grateful if you would head over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating. My mission is to reach as many women as possible, menopausal midlife women who may be feeling alone and asking questions, why do I feel this way? Thriving Through Menopause is all about a community and our collective wisdom. 
you matter to me. Your feedback, opinions and stories matter to me. And I would love to hear from you. So drop me an email, clarissa at clarissachristensen.com. I genuinely want your feedback and your ideas on the topics that you would like to hear more of on this podcast. And if you are a woman who feels that they are struggling alone through menopause and you need more support, pop over to my website, clarissachristensen.com. You can find free resources and you can book a one-to-one discovery call with me. Let's start conversation. Thank you once again for listening. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.